This is Bangarang Radio, a podcast network. For more shows, visit bangarangradio.com. I'm going out, I gotta go. I'll bangarang on the radio. So turn it up, I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza on Bangarang Radio. Hey, hey, what is up, my friend? Thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast today. I am Jacques Lamore, your host. Ho- hope the world has been treating you well. Today's show is brought to you by Vinyl Me Please. Don't forget to join their Record of the Month Club by going to joinvmp.com forward slash Radio. If they happen to send you a, a title that uh, particular month that you already have or maybe you don't like it, you can easily send it back free of charge and pick from something else in their extensive library. So join vmp.com forward slash radio. We're uh, also sponsored by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash radio uh, to get to that free audiobook download and actually you get a free 30-day trial with that. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your Android, Kindle, MP3 player, Apple device, whatever it is that uh, you use. So audibletrial.com forward slash radio. And when you sign up for either one of those things, we actually get a little funding through the door here at Bangarang Radio. And if you want to support us in a different way, if you don't want to sign up for either of those companies, you can also buy a Pop Pumpkin Pizza t-shirt, which you can get right now at bangarangradio.bigcartel.com. Thank you in advance to anyone who has bought one. We do ship um, worldwide, by the way, so snag those t-shirts up before they're gone. I'll, I'll probably get some more made maybe do a different color shirt or maybe we'll do some hoodies or something we'll keep it interesting try to so once again bangerangradio.bigcartel.com to snag those t-shirts thanks in advance for buying those um today's show is going to be shorter than the last couple the last couple have actually been kind of long but that's not a bad thing we're going to just get short and sweet and to the point um no music once again this week i've just been way too busy to to put uh, enough prep into getting uh, the music together and, and researching the artist and, and things like that. My son just turned one year old this this last week, so we were busy partying hard. We had a couple different parties for him. One that was just kind of a small gathering, but still, uh, you know, a lot to do. And then we had the big party with all the family and all the friends and all the different kids, and that was a lot of fun. And he's seriously the greatest joy of my life, so... We're just going to get to our, our main feature today, and even though I had all that going on with, with my son, I was still able to, to uh, sneak away and see one of my favorite bands of all time, a band that's in my top five. You know, if I'm not listening to them, I'm listening to Green Day or I'm listening to Yellow Card, uh, the list, you know, the list, those are just a couple. Anyway, I'm talking about Less Than Jake. Uh, they were in Chicago just this last week, uh, the 22nd, actually, to be exact, February 22nd, playing Concord Music Hall. They were doing a headline, a co-headlining tour with Four Years Strong, and their support was Direct Hit and Bearings. Direct Hit was amazing. I, I had heard their name for a while, but never got a chance to see them live. I was really impressed with them, so I highly suggest... 
checking out Direct Hit if you like some good punk rock music. And I have seen Four Years Strong before. They always put on an amazing live show, very energetic. And Less Than Jake, man, they get better and better and better with age. I swear. They look better. They sound better. I guess you could compare them to fine wine <laughs> if, you, if uh, you're into that sort of thing. I've seen them several times in the the last several years, you know, 10 to 15 years, and they just keep getting better and better at what they do, and hilarious, too, I swear. Uh, Their jokes were on point last night. But anyway, I had bought a ticket to their show here in Chicago for that three-week tour about a month ago, and I thought, you know what, since I'm going to be there, why don't I try to get an interview with, you know, the band or, or one of them? Reached out, I heard from Vinny, and then eventually Vinny and I set something up with Chris. So thank you for doing that, Vinny, and taking time out of your busy day for that. And said to uh, meet him at the, the tour bus before the show and do the interview with Chris. Uh, Chris is the, by the way, Chris DeMakes is the lead vocalist and guitarist, or one of the lead vocalists, because uh, Roger and Chris, Roger the bass player, they share the duties, just in case you're not actually familiar with Less Than Jake. Most people that listen to this podcast, I believe, are familiar with them, or at least know their name by now, because, I mean, they've been around for how many years now? 26? I'm terrible with math, (laughs) but it would be 26 years, because they started in 1992. I'm very grateful for the time that Chris was able to give me before his show, As you can imagine, being on the road, you have a very busy schedule. You have to be at the venue at a certain time, sound check, your meet and greets, all the other prep that you have to do to get ready for your show. And then on top of that, you got to keep in touch with your family at home and your, you know, your home life and and keep up to date on that and keep in contact. So it's not easy. So I'm, I'm really grateful, Chris. Thank you uh, again for spending a little bit of time with me. So I showed up before the show, got on the bus and I did bring Chicago style pizza. I brought them a stuffed Giordano's pizza with sausage. That's what they requested. Chris loved it. I'm not sure if any of the other guys tried it. I never got to uh, hear about that, but I know Chris did. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed the pizza. Hope you enjoyed the the t-shirts that I dropped off for you as well. But anyway, in the short time that Chris and I were able to uh, spend together, we talked about, I asked him about uh, Warp Tour since the final one is coming up. And I reached out to social media before I actually did the interview to to see if you had any questions for Less Than Jake. So he answers some fan questions as well. I'll be honest, I was really nervous for this interview because less than Jake, especially Chris, being the front man, and I've always idolized front men uh, in bands because I was once a front man myself in my own band. So I was nervous for this because I've looked up to um, to them for years. They are some musical heroes of mine. So I tried not to fanboy too much. Uh, I might have a little bit, and I apologize if I did. So let's get to it. My conversation with Chris DeMakes lead vocalist slash guitarist of Less Than Jake. All right, so I am 
on the tour bus right now of uh, Less Than Jake, and... It's so exciting. It is exciting. The party's I, raging right now. <laughs> there's... <laughs> it's so raging that it's quiet. Yes, you're, you're next to a, bo- a box of Starburst, and... Uh, you got a sh- uh, Sharpie. A couple Sharpies up in there. there. Yeah. Bottle of water. You got to have the water. You got to stay hydrated. A couple guys sleeping. Yeah, I was going to say, is people sleep? Oh. Well, they're probably used to noise, aren't they? Uh, pretty much, Not yeah. that we're yeah, you can really... Sleep, you can sleep through anything out here. Like, see, there's noise right now. Someone's walking in the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And there's always... Is that... What is the motor running on this thing? Is it's, that just the actual... It's a generator. It's the generator. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. that's got to be a generator, yeah, so right? what's powering all these lights and everything. Mm-hmm. Cool. I've actually... I mean, I've been on bandwagons and stuff, but I've actually never been on legitimate tour bus so. this is it do you guys you guys still rent i assume oh yeah yeah, yeah there's not not too many bands i think that own these things <laughs> or artists no. <clears throat> some do but, i do I mean, hear the, the maintenance on them is just insane i was gonna say that's and it sounds like a bad move like why would you want to yeah no you you lease them and then you know if anything goes wrong it's the company's yeah you know they they deal with it you're not dealing with yeah and it's all good so speaking of podcasts i've listened Twice, I think there was two episodes where you were on the Mike Herrera yes, hour, yes, and I enjoyed those so much because cool. I'm a huge MXPX fan. So I've listened to a lot of his podcasts. I haven't listened in a while, but it, I like go through spurts where I can and then where I can't. You know, life right. gets busy, as you know. But I love his show, and I'm a huge fan of Less Than Jake. I've listened to you guys since I was like eight. Awesome, back That's in. Cool like the late 90s my my older brother who's four years older than me turned turned me on to you guys he's a bad brother (laughs) (laughs) and i remember the first record i bought was hello rock view and i mean it had been out for i don't know two to four years already but i remember that was actually it wasn't the very first album i bought ever on my own but it was like like the second or third I think somewhere in there. The first album I ever bought was a um, an Orange County Supertones. Album. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. with them, um, the Christian ska band. But yeah, um, I know the band. Yeah, but that got me hooked on. I thought, I thought you were going to say Hanson or something. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But uh, it, yeah, I'm just I can't tell you how much it, it like how much of an honor it is. To, cool. Well, to thank be you. Here. It's an honor to do another podcast yeah so that's not with my Carrera. don't, don't tell me don't tell <laughs> what, i said that i was gonna say i love my Carrera though i uh, i would <laughs> so love to I. have him on the show i don't know if that'll ever happen but hopefully some sometime down the line i know he teased that he was going to be coming here to do i think an acoustic show sometime in the future so that would be fun there's so many things we can talk about one of them that i wanted to ask you since you guys if I'm correct, right? You guys have played the most Warp Tour dates, out yeah, of, out of any band, out of yeah. any band, and the final one's coming up. Yes. So something I've been doing on the podcast is I've been trying to reach out to as many different uh, bands and artists that have played Warp Tour to kind of share some of their warped memories okay. in honor of it being like the last, you know, full oh god cross country I mean, track. And I know you guys have the most out of anybody. Yeah. We, so you know, we first did the tour in '97, and we. You know, we did it almost every other year the full tour for the whole time since um, then yeah yeah i mean th- this last one we're only doing a couple weeks we couldn't do the oh, whole thing oh you are doing some of it yeah but we can't we can't talk about that though but yeah i think i think we're gonna do some of it <clears throat> but um maybe maybe it's just a rumor maybe until the announcement no, or no but you know what i mean <laughs> well we're not that we're not that far away i think it's march 1st but and- uh yeah i mean it's uh it was the greatest tour that a band like ours could have done in the 90s. I mean, it was essentially a, a ska and punk tour back then. 
all the kids that were into the culture, uh, they were skateboarding out there. They had the motocross out there, and it was just like I don't know. It was it was the best thing that we audience we could have possibly got in front of, and it did it did wonders for us. Um, you know, as far as stories go, my God. I know there's um, a billion of them, but well, going back to the first tour, you know, there was only about probably bands and crew included maybe 250 300 people and there was only like maybe three that attended three or, or four stages no i meant like oh, with, with you're production talking about the crew. and bands you know, okay. the crew and it's grown now to like 12 or 1300 people that are out there wow that's you know that's what it's been probably since like i don't know 2002 or three or something like that but mm-hmm. in the first couple of years it was a way smaller thing and it just kept growing and kept growing and the, that first year they had a uh, they were operating the catering out of literally it was like an ice cream truck <laughs> And these two dudes would make food all day for the whole tour. And I come around the corner one day, and one of the cooks, up to his armpit, is stirring Kool-Aid in a five-gallon bucket with his arm. And that's what people were drinking. I didn't drink any more Kool-Aid, to say the least. After that? After that, that was about it. You can imagine, like, the sweat. Yeah. on his arm because 110 degree warp tour yeah, weather every every single warp tour is usually hot as hell no matter where you're at because it's in the summertime right so no matter where you're at in the country it's usually pretty hot humid depending yeah. on it's been a just a, it's an interesting tour we've seen so many bands literally take off completely after they do the tour like Eminem was out there one year and, and two months later he was the biggest thing ever you know and same thing with Kid Rock, Black Eyed Peas. There were so many acts that got, you know, I don't want to say a start on Warp Tour, but they, they were on the cusp of breaking when they did that tour. Yeah. it it's uh, I completely forgot about some of those that you just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, another one is Katy Perry, of course, in, in like right. later years. Mm-hmm. The one year that the band I was in when I was 18, we got to play one date of Warp Tour, and it was the year that she was on. And I remember my drummer was watching her backstage while she was playing. And it's just kind of like that's not kind of pervy, <laughs> just a little, <laughs> just a little. I was just staring at her like an hour while she was stretching. <laughs> I mean, how could you not? You know, she's <laughs> fucking gorgeous. Um, but uh, and with he was with his girlfriend, so I don't okay. know how much that counts. <laughs> I don't know how pervy it actually got. I wish I was there, but yeah, it's just it is. It's amazing because we we kind of we forget about those artists that aren't in the typical punk form right well you know and it it turned into something completely different than what it first started you know it was like predominantly punk and ska and then it just it had to grow it couldn't just stay that Mm -hmm. you know people gave kevin lyman a lot of grief over there's a warp tour isn't what it was 10 years ago yeah well nothing's like it was 10 years ago no Mm -mm. you know so and and kids all the time like what about this band this emo screamo what do you think of that i'm like i actually haven't heard them but I'm fine with any kind of band that's out there. Yeah. Well, hell, you're on tour with Four Year Strong right now. And I mean, Four Year Strong is definitely uh, a lot different than Less Than Jake. Sure. You know? Sure. And I think, I was actually talking to someone about that the other day, that I feel like if you guys would have been on the road together like 10 years ago, people probably wouldn't have perceived it as well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe not. I don't know. You know how there was that big backlash between, like with fans on the whole the punk versus emo thing and that whole and not that four years strong is emo but they're on yeah the, but i know what you mean i think mm-hmm. I, I think audiences typically in the u.s are a little a little more fickle um, yeah. when we go to europe we play these festivals that they're insane it's like us and marilyn manson and and like Katy perry and limp biscuit and like all in the same festival yeah and people are rocking out to each band when they come on stage it's so maybe american audiences are, are becoming a little more receptive 
to to having different bills you know i don't mind playing on ska or punk bills but it, it's cool to play on packages where like the bands are a little different you know yeah uh, doesn't bore the audience as much i don't think yeah i agree and i think i would say bore them but tire them out with the same, <laughs> tire them the out same with style some, for yeah four bands in a row yeah exactly and and i think like you said their their taste um has broadened and and music you know in different styles and things like that because i guess the reason why i bring that up is because i remember even like when mxpx and real big fish toured together back last last decade uh-huh. like 10 years ago or so remember people didn't perceive mxpx well which is so weird to me because I'm a huge fan of both bands. Right. And I know I'm not the only one, but for some reason, it didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and it's interesting because that tour would do great now. Yeah, it would do amazing. Yeah. It would do so well. I don't really know why, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just... That tour it, would totally kill it right now. Mm-hmm. Good I point, agree. good point. Yeah. So you brought up catering at Warp Tour, and it reminded me of when I was there, and there was a couple members of some of the other bands or some of the bands on Warped are actually helping with catering. Is that something they, they do, right? That's like a tradition? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> not not bands that are particularly on the, on the tour, but it'll be like um, fans. I'll have like 30 fans or 40 fans a day. They'll get in for free if they help. Oh, okay. They'll get to meet their favorite bands. So I didn't know if you ever helped because the guy from Color Me Fred okay. made me an, a peach smoothie. How was it? It was pretty good. Like, right. it was legitimately peaches like he was grinding up real peaches it wasn't like the the puree or whatever they call it stuff with a bunch of ice sounds like a talented man yeah it was very talented um (laughs) but uh yeah i was just curious if you guys ever helped out with uh that's one thing i never really did in the warp tour i can't say that i helped out on catering i helped eat it yeah well of course i stayed out of the kitchen yeah yeah so no other like crazy i'm, I'm I sure mean, there's some God, other crazy there's like i know there's so many of them yeah um there was a time i think we were tours in texas or somewhere maybe colorado <clears throat> excuse me and this uh i used to have the motocross out there and this local guy comes and after this they didn't let local guys come out and he was just kind of being a hot shot all morning eight in the morning he's just trying to jump higher than everybody and he miscalculated this ramp and the bike came down and the handlebars actually went through his neck and up through his mouth and he lived but he was messed up bad i didn't see it but I, we were on that tour it happened, wow it happened that morning they, if they ever do some kind of documentary on like the final cross country version of warp tour he should be on that documentary. yeah exactly <laughs> he should, he should get, his, get his, uh, his own chapter <laughs> <laughs> that's insane did you witness that or i did you not just know hear, i heard, about, just it, heard about it from numerous sources oh that my the camera went straight through his neck and up you know it must have just been that sharp or that much that much force just a force i don't know but uh god as far as funny stories there's just i know there's a billion of them and it's hard to yeah it's it's there's so many it's hard to narrow down um Mm -hmm. but it's it's a summer with all your friends i mean we've done it with blink we've done it with no effects bad religion bouncing souls and it's uh you can imagine the hijinks that go on so i don't want to give up too much more to protect the innocent sure sure man i got you i did reach out on on social media and asked fans if they had any questions for you and i saw that you guys already answered one on twitter um cracked me up my uh my friend dave was asking for a guest list spot okay did it happen <laughs> no oh <laughs> he's broke <clears throat> he's broke and was asking for some no cash, offense but... dave there was like 55 guest lists tonight yeah it's well, all for your strong fault not ours <laughs> <laughs> they have tons of friends in chicago well you guys do too though right we used to. We used they to. They all moved no. away. No. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, tonight was a big guest last night, so we 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 hit our limit. So yeah. sorry. Yeah, and I'm sure it fills up pretty quickly. But there was actually, I think, some good questions and and some funny ones, of course, too. Andrew is asking how much beer you consume during a show, and does it help him play better? He says people say that I need to drink more when I perform. Uh, minimum three beers, maximum three beers. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's your seat. I would say, yeah, two, two to. Th- it's always been two to three. I think if I ever like had. And it depends what you ate. Oh yeah. You know, you gotta have some kind of a base. If you haven't eaten since one in the afternoon, take this day to ten at night after three beers. You'll you're starting to get a yeah. little buzz going. You'll be screwed. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. Another one from Ari. She asks. She wants to know the like the most embarrassing moment that you've had to deal with a fan of the band. Um, or if you've had any of those, I would say it's embarrassing. But we we do these meet and greets, and this guy and his brother came out. Oh, where was that? Maybe Baltimore or somewhere. And they were just completely wasted. This is like five in the afternoon. I mean, falling down drunk. And we were backstage at a club. They put us in like their little, one of their like dressing rooms had like a ping pong table in it. Mm-hmm. This guy got so wasted he fell through the ping pong table, completely broke it. The club wanted to have him arrested, but. Our fans get a little little out of line when they come to see us. They have too much too much get, to drink. Get a little excited. I don't think I had any alcohol in me because the first <laughs> the first time you guys did play here at Concord is I did buy the meet and greet uh, tickets okay. to meet you guys. Well, they don't have a ping pong table here either, so right. No, that's true. That's very true. Um, but um, it was uh, it was actually I've done a couple of different meet and greets with with different bands, and I was gonna say yours, uh, less than Jake's, was the coolest. Um, because with the other ones, it was kind of like, okay, everybody get in a line. It was like a cattle call. Yeah, and, and I'm like... And, and that's why we didn't want to do ours like that. Yeah, I was like, this is this is ridiculous. I was like, it just, I felt like a, a... I mean, I know you guys are making money from your fans, but that's all I felt like was a number sign. Like, And there was yeah, a bunch of us, well, too. Well, and the weird thing, too, and, and I've explained this to people before, and it's like, a lot of bands started doing these meet and greet things and we were hesitant reluctant for a long time we didn't want it to be just the cattle call thing and it really wasn't just about the money our, our fans really demanded it like I saw you know whatever band they did the meet and greet I want to meet you guys mm-hmm. what does it cost you know we got to thinking okay we'll do it but we have to do it in a way that doesn't make people feel that it was just a cash grab it's got to be kind of like this we're just hanging out you know we walk around the room there's there's no table we're sitting behind it's you know, there's no barrier. It just it's it's more like you're you're hanging out with your friends. Yeah. So and that's exactly I'm glad what it you was. Sa- I'm glad you said that. Yeah. No. And that's what I loved about it because I remember you made like eye contact with me, like good eye contact, like you actually you know, like cared and you know we're, we're all just like you said we all just kind of walked around and it was just a big group of people just well, hanging out. Well, it's it's not so much about even the money for the VIP tickets. It was more so that those people that are going to pay that money, those are what we refer to as our super fans. Yeah. They're the band, they're the fans that were there from the get-go. They're diehards. They'll be there till the end. So, you know, the least you could do is look them in the eye and mm-hmm. <laughs> have a conversation <laughs> with them and chill out, you know? It's right. Like, yeah, I agree, man. So I'm, I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, that's awesome you say that. Thank you. You're welcome. Another fan question is, and I didn't even realize this, but... How did you guys end up on the movie Freak Out? Is that a thing? I never heard Were of it. Were we? I don't think so. 
I've never even heard I've of that. Ne- movie. I've never heard of the movie. That's either. what uh, Chrissy is asking. How I, did you guys? Maybe end someone up on the movie licensed our out? song without us knowing. I was gonna say, was it? I don't know if she's referring to. I, I was assuming she was just referring to like a song being played on. And maybe in the real movie. big fish was on it or but, something. She's confused. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard of Freak Out. I have not either. Because, I mean, you. I remember you guys got a song on Grind was played in the like the rolling credits the question's freaking me out because i don't know what you're yeah <laughs> nice i like that i like that punch yeah i was gonna say i need my uh usually i have you like gotta a, dub in some sound effects later i do um sometimes but if if i'm at my home studio i actually have an ipad that has a bunch of different sound effects that i can just touch cool. with a button and it'll be like yeah your little rim shots and there you go drum rolls and audience clapping and things like that there was another there was one more I'm I'm looking it up here oh maybe that was it yeah it was the last question was the movie we're not in yeah I, like I said I, <laughs> I never heard of it I should I'll have to google that later hmm. um, so as I was on my way up here I was listening to Hello Rock View which I brought up earlier and I realized that it's 20 years this year 20 right? years yep this October what what was it like making that album and how do you look back at it now I mean I know that's obviously so many years ago but yeah I mean it was a it was a whirlwind because those first five six years of the band we were on the road like nine ten months out of the year so it was just we were just writing songs and and those first couple of records kind of just bled into the next one so a lot of Hello Rock we wrote right in the studio it's kind of off you know off the cuff so uh it's a it's a good blur, you know. It was a crazy first six or seven years, and the fact that people still want to hear those songs is is awesome because we're still doing what we're doing. That's something that you guys actually I feel like got on the bandwagon of doing before other bands started, where you would pull out an album and play the whole thing in your shows. And I remember you guys doing that. It was probably back in two thousand and. Seven, I saw you guys at Congress, which is just down the street okay. from here. Yeah, and it was one of my favorite tours of you guys because you always, uh, you've always had these cool themes. Maybe not, maybe not always, but this in particular one was uh, was like a ripoff from The Prices, right? Okay, yeah, and it was that tour. Okay, and I think it was with Real Big Fish. It was. Yep. Okay, and I remember you had the big wheel. Yes, and you spun it. And then we it also was, had a plinko board. What's that? We also had the plinko board. Yes, that's right. Yep. I forgot about that. And one of the like the choices or one of the things that could land on was like play a full album of of some kind. Yep. And it was ended up being Hello Rock View that night. I don't know if that was just like a, a setup or if that was just like all the albums choice. were Hello Rock View. Were they? <laughs> no. <laughs> Somehow I knew. I was like, I bet. You know, I, I thought about that like a couple years after the fact that I saw that show, and I'm like, I bet that was probably, you know, but it was really, it was like that was a really good idea. I it was one of the, I think one of the best like entertainment show pieces in a band set that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we I've put seen. we put a little thought into that one. That was mm-hmm. one of the more uh, labor intensive uh, productions, but it was it was a lot of fun. People still talk about it. Yeah, obviously, yep. talking about it now, but um, but yeah, I feel like you guys started doing that started you know playing full albums at shows before bands started doing that or started doing the the uh the anniversary yeah you know it's only so much that stuff you can do after a while it gets played out you know but yeah we we did it early on it was a lot of fun and 
like I said, people people loved it. We did like six album shows in Florida in 07. We did the same thing in London, England. Went there and did it, and uh, it was great. That was the live... That was from the live album you guys recently put out, right? Or no, no, that's, that, no, that that stuff was recorded in two thousand one. Okay, it was that old? It was around the time of no, that would have been before um, Anthem, because Anthem was oh three. Oh three, yeah, yeah. I was thinking for some because I recently listened to that that live album, and for some reason I thought it was, I thought it, I guess there were there were no songs from Anthem on that. I don't know for some mm-hmm. reason I thought that, but. Um, great live album though I, I did enjoy that one yeah it wasn't uh, like fixed up in the studio it was just live off the board that was it there's there's mistakes on it but that's... <laughs> well that's I think that's the best way because if you listen to some of them they sound way too polished well yeah <laughs> it's like a studio recorded record with like audience dubbed in you know like a few screams here and there it's like okay because yeah. like, it gets to that point because they redo the guitars it does so and they, yeah, they take is, the vocals I can honestly say it's an authentic live album mm-hmm and I think it's it's my favorite as of right now. So awesome, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but Hello Rockview was produced by Steve Kravak. Uh, Howard or, Benson. I was Howard Benson. Yeah. When did, did you guys didn't work with Steve? Steve was a, he engineered that record, and then oh, Steve produced okay. Borders and Boundaries, the next one. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. And then we worked with Howard again, and then uh, in with the Out Crowd. Um, where what studio was Hello Rockview done at? We did that in Gainesville at Mirror Image Studios, right in our hometown. Okay. I always thought for some reason, I think when I was a kid, I associated that being done in California because Capitol Records. Well, that and just there. like a lot, a lot of the popular ska punk bands were, were from Southern California. So people always thought that's where we were from, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's no, true. we're from Florida. Mm-hmm. We're the other band. Yeah. You're the other. Well, are there any other ska punk bands from Gainesville that are. that? kind of took off like you guys i think you're the only ones right Not really yeah i think I, I think we were enough for gainesville they didn't want any more <laughs> <laughs> i remember when i went uh to gainesville for the first time in my band and i went to pump gas and i noticed the phone number on the pump said three uh five two yep and i was thinking of the the gainesville florida album that you guys recorded here yes where roger sings the area code in the three five two yeah and i was like oh my gosh it's like it's so cool you know? that's awesome yeah. And that's how I knew Vinny's number was probably authentic when he texted me earlier today. <laughs> it's 352. It's going to be real. I was like, okay. I was like, this isn't someone screwing with me because that has happened before. So, you know, and I've, I've always been like, yeah, it's probably not uh, who it really says. But I knew, like I said, I figured that's it was awesome. probably him. Oh. But um, anyway, I know you got stuff to do. Um, but just in the short time we had together, thank you so much for, you know, taking time out of your your busy schedule thank you for making the hour drive up to come come chat with me hell yeah man and i mean i bought a ticket to the show and i i was borderline on on reaching out about an interview and i'm, I'm really glad i did because this is a lot of fun and, and you guys have always um meant a lot to me and i know the people that listen to this podcast it's the same same for them that's awesome know? so and actually one last thing i will ask if a real a quick question if if it's quick um there's a lot of small indie bands that are trying to make their career that listen to this podcast and i didn't know i'm you probably get asked this all the time on just advice or things to do or not to do what's something you always tell 
Because I know you get asked that question a lot. And what's something you always tell them? Try to be a better live act than the last live act you saw that was great. And mm -hmm. try to write better songs than, than them. It's just that, just like that. Yeah. And okay. hopefully you find the right guys that you can, you can do it with, you know. Because you guys, obviously, you're all original. Right? Pretty much. Four Pretty of much. Us are. Our, our sax player, the new guy, he's been with us for 18 years. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Yeah. Just that's all. We still haze him. He's still the new guy. <laughs> that's great. But see, that's how you guys, you have like a brotherhood. Yeah. So. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. It's like a and I think dysfunctional that's a, marriage. <laughs> and that's a huge part of your success, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, Chris, thank you so much. And something I've always wondered, too. One last thing. Your last name. I've heard it pronounced Demakis, Demanx, like. Is that even right? Um, probably not. I mean, it's Greek. It's Demikes, but Demikes. We, we pronounce it Demakes. Demakes. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's. More I was going to say that's people, the other. People, people tend to make it harder than it is. Yeah, and that's the other one that I've heard is Demanx, and I've never knew. Yep. I always thought it was Demankus. No, it's just simple. Just simple Demakes. <laughs> cool, man. All right, thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed my conversation there with Chris from Less Than Jake, and special thank you again to Vinny, their drummer, for setting up that interview, and also to Chris for taking time out of his day to be with me, because I know the road is crazy just from the just the couple tours I've been. He's been doing it for, for years, obviously, now, and I know he's got a lot of things going on besides Less Than Jake that he has to keep up with at home, so... So thank you so much again, Chris, and I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I did. And by the way, Chris, if you're listening, I went ahead and I did Google the movie Freak Out. If you remember in the interview, we were uh, Chrissy was asking, how did you get in the movie Freak Out? And Chris was like, Freak Out? I, I don't know what she's talking about. Well, I Googled the movie. It's from 2003. It's an indie movie. It's actually a horror indie movie from 2003, 2004, and I found a clip of you guys actually in this movie. You're in the back seat of some dude's car from the movie, and he introduces you as, as Less Than Jake, and we can go play some kind of game with Less Than Jake. I don't know. I need to watch this movie, though, because it lo <laughs> looks really weird. But anyway, I guess, I don't know, maybe Chris... Maybe forgot, must have forgot about it. I mean, that was a long time ago. And it was just a very, very tiny, tiny part. It wasn't like a huge, huge role in the movie. They just happened to do a little cameo. So I thought, uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. In case you didn't hear, about a year ago, Less Than Jake put out a new EP called Sound the Alarm via Pure Noise Records. If you haven't checked out Sound the Alarm yet, please do so, and it's, a, it's an amazing EP. You can go to lessthanjake.com to check that out, and also, they're constantly on the road, and not just in the U.S., all over the world. I know they just announced when they're coming back to the Chicagoland area is going to be in August for 350 Brewfest 4, and they're going to be, it's a really awesome lineup they have this year for the fest. They're going to have Descendants, Less Than Jake, Mest, and some other bands. It's going to be good. So make sure you check that out as well. Or wherever you're at in the world and you're listening to this, 
LessThanJake.com will get you everything that you need. And that's it for Pop Punk and Pizza today. I am Jacques Lamore, your host. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Please keep in contact with us on social media. Go to Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast on Facebook. There's Twitter, Pop Punk Pizza Pod, uh, Instagram, Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast, and of course the Bangerang Radio pages as well. Both Facebook and Twitter are at Bangerang Radio. My Twitter handle is on air with JL. And if you're in a band in the Chicagoland area, you want to get on the show, do an interview, get or even just get your music played, or maybe you're a band coming through the area on tour, send me your music submissions and interview inquiries at bangerangradio at gmail.com. So send me as much information about your band as possible. So if you have a link to an EPK, obviously, obviously links to your music, a press page, all that stuff, get those music submissions in, interview inquiries, once again, bangerangradio at gmail.com you can listen to any of our podcasts at bangerangradio.com itunes stitcher google play and the tune in radio app and hopefully soon coming to spotify currently working on that we're going to be back next wednesday march 7th for a new episode so make sure you look for that in the meantime have a great week thank you so much for listening Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza.